0: Gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life changing word of God. And then we'll say a short prayer, and we shall be on our way very soon. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Once again, Father, please talk to us. <coughs> reach us where we are. Some are on mountain top, and possibly at the edge of a cliff. You can reach us there. Is there anyone in the deep valley and ravines? You can reach us there. Those that are on plain ground, reach us there do something marvelous. Jesus name we pray. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. I read from the New Living Translation. It says so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. Did you get that? Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. We started the year, the Lord mentioned to us that shall be our year of restoration. And I've started hearing the rumbling of restoration in many quarters. We've started seeing some burden, some have started flowering. Amen. It's still early this year, but the fruit will fully come in this year. Amen. And in February, the Lord encouraged our hearts, he said, <clears throat> excuse me, it's A month of release. And by the grace of God, we started asking the Lord to release us from some things and release us into some other things. You remember? And so, when we were praying that what shall March be, which is just a few days away, Lord is still continuing the work that He has started in the month of February. And March shall be our month of freedom. It shall be your month of freedom. And we've got enough time to look at that topic whether midweek or Sundays, and dig a little bit deeper, but I will just try straddling between February and March, and discuss a few things about freedom. There are many things we need to be free from. We need to be free from our sins, we need to be free from sicknesses, we need to be free from demonic oppressions, but who? Talk about one kind of freedom we often don't think about and we often don't talk about. And sometimes it's the hardest kind of freedom that is, um, is one of the kind of freedom that is hardest to obtain. Yeah, that's the way to phrase that sentence. It's one of the kind of freedoms that is hardest to obtain. And so today we will talk about freedom from people's bondage. <laughs> Many times, some people are walking today, they are walking in the shell of their mother. Some are walking in the shell of their father or their grandfather. I was told about a particular generation in which everybody was doing something at the right time. It skipped one generation and then it started manifesting the next generation. That is the power of inheritance and bondage to people. And those are the people that maybe are removed from us or far away. But there are another, there's another kind of bondage to people that is more contemporary and it is right around you. So today, the Lord by his mercy will set us free from all such bondage. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23. It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23. He says, you are bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. You do hear that? You are bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. The many relationships that God has with us, one of the most powerful of those relationships is the spousal relationship. God told Israel, I'm your husband. And so, the example of being bought at a price there is not like being buy- buying a slave. It is about paying the price over a bride. And it's a very poor example amongst human beings because you are dealing usually with the one side of the covenant that's equivalent unto God that is not usually close to what God is. That is the husband part of it. Do you agree with me? And that's why when you look at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, verses 22, 23, and 24 speaks about what the wife needs to do. And usually when men are reading it, they are very excited. He said, Wife, submit unto your own husband. And men, I said, Preach it, Pastor. I said, Wait until you get to 25. And by 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 10 verses were devoted or 9 verses were devoted to deal with the man. God is dealing with men today. Only the women will say amen. But you see, the relationship that God was mirroring there for us was a relationship in which you pay a price over someone. And just as it is not right for a wife that the price has been paid on to move to another man's house, so it is not right for a child of God that God has prized upon to not live in the house of God and obey him. And so, we will look a little bit at how this can be and how we need to avoid it. And as I mentioned, I trust that we shall live here rejoicing, being wiser in the name of Jesus. Amen. But there are two sides to this kind of bondage to human beings. The first part, which I will not speak much about today is that given the right circumstance, people around you will try to exert influence on you that may bother on having too much say. You agree with me? Given the opportunity, people around you, well-many people, they will try to exert some influence upon you that if you don't watch it, you say, well, please, I know you should have a say, but you're having too much say in my life. And that can graduate in itself onto control and from control, it can move on, on to bondage. You agree with me? So we look at a few things. So, but that's not what we're talk, talking about today. So if you are in that category, please, I beg of you, let go. Because you do not own anybody. Parents, you don't own your children. Husband, you don't own your wife. Wife, you don't own your husband. Who is our owner? Who is our owner? And so, please let go. This may not sound very comfortable for some people, especially if you have that. If you are hearing this and it's sounding very gritty, just pray, Lord, deliver me, Lord, deliver me. Because more often than not, you are enjoying some control that you are probably having. You should be able to let people go, whoever, whoever, whoever. I say, whatever prayer cannot do, nothing can do it. No amount of talking or bullying or whatever, nothing can do it. So. We leave that as it may, and we go to the second category. Now, it is not as the offender we are looking at now, but we are looking at the inverted come against and closes the offended. So the main advice today we go to those who, for one reason, are aligned people to hold them in bondage. Don't let anyone take over your life. Can I hear amen on to that? Don't let anyone take over your life. Do not be bound. And if you are, get out of bondage today. Some of you bosses have taken over your life. Some parents have, some your children have even taken over your life. I know of families in which children they call the shots. If the children says I'm not going, the parents will become afraid. Do you know, even at some stage as parents, we are afraid to talk to some children? Because you don't know what you will meet. And because you love them. So, if we're going to talk about demon, demons, bondage is the easiest. I have seen so many demons cast out by the grace of God easily. His demons are, in, in, through Christ, oh, demons are easy to deal with. Do you know what, which is harder to deal with? You and I. You and I. Human beings. We are tough. Are you not tough? Just keep quiet. (laughs) But thank God for Jesus. (laughs) And by the special grace of God, there will be liberty today. (laughs) Don't forget Romans chapter 14 verse 12. Romans 14 verse 12. Every one or each one of us shall give account of himself to each one, you will give your account. I will give my account. And no matter how much I love my wife, and I love her very, very very much, we are on individual race. I'm only trusting and praying God that we shall end up in the same place. By the degree we will, in Jesus' name. And you will end up in the same place in heaven with all of us. But every race is individual individual. We are all running as individuals. So very quickly, why must you refuse to be in bondage to people? Number one, because you belong to God. I've mentioned that before. You belong to God. That's what we read in 1 Corinthians 7, 21. 23, rather. You are bought at a price. Do not be... Servants of men. And how much price did, did he buy us with? In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hallelujah. You belong to God. Don't let anyone take over the place of God in your life. Can I hear your big amen? Number two, why you must refuse to be in bondage to anyone? Because humans are not adequately equipped to own other human beings. We are not, God did not create us to own other human beings. And the story of slavery tells us the whole thing. The only time human beings decide to own another human being, they make a terrible mess of it. You, we don't have the capacity. You can't tame a human being. A human being will, as much as possible, retain his own will. You agree with me? A human being will retain his own will. You cannot cow a human being. Even those who have been brainwashed after the time, they say, I've had enough. And so, God did not create you to own another person. You didn't give birth to your children to own them. And it's always important for you to let them go. And one of the reasons why we can't do it is that human beings that you are trying to please by all means, they move to the right today, they move to the left tomorrow, move in front, and then you, they keep pushing you. Say, do this one, you've done it. He said, do this one, you've done it. And then at the stage you say, "Even what do you want me to do? Have you been there before? Do you know the answer to what do you want me to do? If they will be honest with you, the answer is, I don't know. The person that is pushing you around does not even what? Know what he wants you to do. Because there's so much limitation in what we know as human beings, so it's very cardinal important that you do not allow anybody to own you. Number three, why you must refuse to be owned by somebody else? It is because it is impossible to have two owners. You'll be torn into two. No one can serve two masters. Matthew six twenty four. Matthew six twenty four. For either he will hate the one. And love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. So anytime that you are being owned by a human being, anytime your wife is owning you, anytime your husband is owning you, love them, your children, your parents are owning you, you are despising God. It can't be both. It may not look like that. And so you must retain your allegiance and your jointedness unto God, or else you may be found in an uncomfortable and unrighteous position of despising God. You can't have two masters. Number four, why you must refuse to be owned by other humans? Because a day of reckoning is coming. And your account will have to be given to your real owner. That's whom you're going to give the account to. It's very unwise of anyone trying to please someone or answer a question according to the question set by another person. It's sure failure. Who is going to mark my script at the end of the day? It's the Lord Jesus Christ because he says that all judgment has been given unto the Son. I hope you're aware. One of these days, hopefully we'll go back to core teachings of the scripture and I might take us through the whole book of Revelation one more time. It's about going to be the fourth time I had the privilege. Because on the last day, it's not the Father that we sit on the throne to judge. Who we judge? The Son. Because he said he has given all judgment unto you. So the white throne judgment, which you should not appear on. I'm being drawn into eschatology now, and it's good to know some Bible. Because by the time you see all human beings lining up, and you're on that line, it is hell. Because the white throne judgment shall be based on the works that people have done. And tell me which work will satisfy going to heaven. It's not possible. It's only the mercy and the blood of the lamb. So you must go with the first batch, which is during the marriage supper of the lamb. That time, they only judge what good you have done and you'll be rewarded. If you are not being judged on that, you are only being rewarded. So they will do an account. It's an account they will do. It's different from judging. You agree with me? Judgment means that there's pros and cons. Present your case. And on that day, if you want to anybody, you are not here in Jesus' name, that wants to present his or her case before the Lord, you better get a good lawyer. Where do you start? Is it the sin of omission or commission? Is it your heart that strays sometimes? If anyone breaks just a jot of the law, he's guilty of all. It was only the blood that can set us and set us free. And so, it is Christ you must pray, please. Amen? And you must preach as well. It is Christ you must please by all possible means. And the grace of pleasing, you will have it. Stop pleasing people. They will not judge on the last day. They won't be there. They will be on the queue like you. The one that says, all this Christianity is too much. Are you the only one? Just say, you've heard. Just that I say, everybody's doing it. What is your own? What's all this hardness about? Everybody has a tippy occasionally, and you know, we can't do, but you know know all the things we're talking about. Just say that you've heard. Because you are not the one who will judge me. And the one who will judge me is helping me. To make sure I walk on the straight and narrow. He is the judge. Another verse of the Bible, it admonishes us. He said, Who are thou that judges a servant? You had it in your Bible? He said, And to his master, he had that force arises. That's why, you people that are going around judging people, may the Lord have mercy on you. He said, Judge not that you be not. And one of these days, I will take a whole, if the Lord permits us, a whole sermon or Bible study on judgments. Including human judgment. Correcting others is not judging. Because now we can't talk anymore. If you talk, why are you judging me? I know sometimes I thought we used as joke. We know we don't mean it. They stop judging me. They we say, well, I will judge you this one. <laughs> but judgment simply means when you write a person off. It's not that when you correct them. A judgment, a judgment comes with A sentence. So, a judgment is that, uh, and they may not say much. It might just be, that one can't do well. That's judgment. Don't ever say it. Judgment is, hmm, where she's going. Only God knows what she's doing. Maybe that's why that blessing has not come. That's judgment. You are sealing them in that situation. Judgment is, because of the way you have treated me, I don't think mercy will ever come. That is judgment. I've seen many people that people have written off. Old enough to have seen many things. The most greatest thing I shudder about is when you think a human being is finished, you'll be surprised what can come out. Don't judge people. You'll be surprised. I've seen all sorts. Legitimately, this person ought not to get any blessing. I don't do it anymore. I was driving to work this morning. Something came to my house, some bad situation in some places and some people's lives. And you didn't the normal human, it, unless you are intentional about some of these things, you will miss them. I've trained myself in my thoughts. And I started thinking that hmm, this thing is that. And once I judge like that, the same thing lands in my backyard. There was one time like that, you know, many years by, none no, of very few, if anybody, was here at that time. Very, very, we very harmful. And one of our brethren left town, went to another part of the nation. Love story cut short. In that church, there was a particular challenge that they had. It's about one sickness and the rest of that. And you know, in my heart, I was we do growth. Thank God for growth. Many of you, you should, you should, you know, Mr. Preachers, they don't tell you their journey. I'll tell you my journey, where I was coming from. Because I was very strict as a believer. I grew up in a very strict system. So in my heart, and sincerely, we were having a good. I mean, if I say no problem, there's no problem. When I say sit down, everything is in order. And in my own little man, I said, it's probably they were not praying enough. He did that same week. The problem they had, knocked on my door, entered times two. Never, ever, never. When it crosses your mind, throw it out. Even if it's their error that got them sacked, don't go there. Leave it. That's judgment. Have I settled that one? Is that where I settled? So leave the judgment until the judge is coming. And he can do a better job than you. The reason is that you don't have all the evidence. And I see me standing like this, say, you won't see the man. Uh, see the way, see his tie. It's different color from his shirt. You don't know where I put a different color. <laughs> Maybe that's the only one I found. <laughs> Just using a very mundane example. Hallelujah. You don't know. You don't know why somebody's behaving the way they are behaving. Why is she so dirty? You don't know. She was grown up. Never, soap to wash clothes. Once a month where people are like that, that grew up, possibly in this room. I can help her. She does not need to stay dirty. I can help her. But don't judge. I was praying, the Lord told me many things, but there's many of them I can't share with you. Many things. I had a wonderful time in His presence. He was just showing me things. and I was very emotional. Open it unto me, my own life. Where I am, where I am. Conclusion. And the same thing for you. It's because of his mercy. It's because he arranged it that way. That's why you are. And so be careful before you judge another man. Unto his master, he stands or falls. And I beg you, don't allow anybody to judge you. If they are judging you, don't judge back. <laughs> because you've heard me say that today. Some of you will live here. You say, see, you are judging me now. By the grace of God, <laughs> the thing will come upon you. uh-uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 uh. It then then becomes a vicious cycle. He has hit you, you hit him, he will hit you again. Cut the cycle. If anybody judges you, I say, well, you don't understand. May God give you understanding. Leave it at that. Hallelujah. A day of reckoning is coming, and you will sing a new song. How do you know you are in bondage to people? After all, it's one thing to say that you can be... And believe you me, as I mentioned before, the problem of bondage is that a person can be bound without him knowing he's bound. You agree with me? Because you only know you are bound when you cannot stretch beyond the rope that is tying you. And there's no rope that is so tight that will not give you a leeway. So, Let that be a constant thing about this issue of bondage. You are okay until, that's bondage, okay until a prisoner that sees the four walls and tells in the room does not know he's bound until he wants to visit his brother and he knows he can't go out. So don't sit down and say, just be praying and say, Lord, if anywhere I'm bound unto any human, be revealed to me. Because when I tell you some of these signs that will prove unto you that you are in bondage, it may be eye opener. Number one, to know that you may almost definitely be in bondage to people, is when you are paralyzed by fear for having a dissenting view with the person. When you are paralyzed by fear, I run by the special agreement, we run a very firm but open system in the house. You can bring your case. My approach might be a little bit different from my wife's. Mommy lays down the street order. I say to listen to whatever you want to say. say. And the same thing I do in this church. You can say everything, but believe you me, we will argue it. I will convince you. And so the best way, so that you don't get convinced, is that they now run away from digging matters to me. And it's not to control. And when, I, when I'm wrong, I will admit. So a system in which you can't have a dissenting view and voice it is a controlling system. Whether in the home, whether at work, whether in the church. And that's why it's a transverse for anybody to say you're in this church, you have issues and you have not approached pastor. It's not correct. I won't see you bigger words than that. It's not true. I may, I will, not I will, I will lovingly explain to you and admit where anything is wrong. There must be room to express. Proverbs 29 verse 25. Proverbs 29 verse 25. When I call it like that, I'm expecting to put it on the screen for me. Is it there? Or is, the thing has crashed. He said the fear of man brings, what does it mean? What does it bring? What is a snare? A trap. a trap. When you fear a human being, you are trapped. And when I start telling you how to rectify that, I would let you know how to deal with it. Don't fear any human being. Respect them. Don't fear any human being. And I look back, part of the journey that the Lord was telling me. The only time I really, I respected my parents exceedingly, but I never feared them. But well, It might not be so for everybody. So, I am what I am by the grace of God. My own path in life is different from yours. There are a few things that are not complementary in my background. They still make me. But we all have the opportunity to run the right type of system now. Hallelujah. I need to move quickly now. Where are we? How do you know you are in bondage to people? Number two, when you are constantly pulled along to do what you do not want to do, you are in bondage. When you are constantly pulled along, you don't have a choice. God does not operate a system that is choiceless. Deuteronomy chapter 30, I think verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 makes it clear that God's system comes with a choice. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, not you here, that I have set before you, that was Moses talking, what? Number two? And there was the conclusion, therefore, therefore, are you compelled? Make your choice. Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. These are Bible verses that should be always on your fingertips because that is the will of God. And you cannot be more righteous than God. If you don't do it, you don't love me. No, 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 no. You must have your view. Huh? Explain yourself. And that does not mean explaining yourself. You must have your way also because it's both ways. Some people, they say, I want to explain myself. But what they are trying to do is that they want to impose their will. Another day we come back to that. What does Joshua 24 verse 15 says? And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself, what is the operative word again? C-H-O-O-S-C. what is it? What is it? Choose, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But, as for me, that should be the approach of every human being. Make your choice, but me, oh, this is where I'm going. That's the way it works. Is that clear? Is that clear? Then, people will love you more and flock to you. Because you've given them the rope, and you've given them the wing to fly. Do you wait for them to fail? No? You are waiting carefully so that you can retrieve them and save them. It's your choice. After all, I am, by who I am today, because of the mistakes I made. You don't allow your children to make mistakes. Just cover them with prayer. And they make me cry. Allow even your husband to make mistake. Allow your wife to make mistakes. God is bigger than mistakes will turn it around. But as for me, that's my own choice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if advice should fail, OCR chapter 4 verse 17, peradventure, advice will fail. OCR chapter 4 verse 17. Ephraim is joined to idols. We read the last sentence together. I want to go Talking. It's God now. It's not to say how it's going. <laughs> that was the prophecy by him. it was God. He said, Ephraim is another name for Israel. Israel has joined. He said, that's what he wants to do. And God says, what? Living. <laughs> Some of you, you come sometimes for counsel. You're expecting me to be at that, no, you never. Never. And but you should have forced me. Forced you? Am I stupid? Force a human being? Have you tried to force a two-year-old to drink milk? What was the outcome? Uh, (laughs) They now want me to force grown-ups like this. Force? Who's time do you want to waste? Whatever a person wants to do, let him. He will come back. He will come back. She will come back. As the Lord said today, I'm speaking to a particular person here. You thought you have lost somebody in a relationship. That word will come back is for you. It's coming back. Maybe a relationship that you think is dead and gone. in fact, it's so bad. There's no way of restoration. Humanly speaking. But the last thing to tell you, it's coming back. Power of the Lord will bring back. Where are we? Because what time? How many have we said? How to. Number three, why or how you should know you are in bondage. When you cannot have other healthy relationships without being made to feel guilty, you can't have any relationship without being made to feel guilty. Bosses that says you cannot do any other thing, you can't have any relationship, it's work, 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 it's bondage. That's why it's a healthy relationship. mentioned that to you before. I'm saying I'm okay because I allow the primary relationship around me to have other healthy relationships. Because I can't meet their, all their emotional needs. Can meet my wife's all emotional needs. And that may be shocking, you are hearing that. There are friends in her life that they are the ones that can speak better to her. And I compliment her for marrying such a weird person like me. I'm sincere. I'm sincere. And I'm not you know, necessarily denigrating myself. I can be very weird. We can be talking, I can just clam down. That's it. I'm not talking anymore. And you can live, then you live with such a man for 30 years. You don't try. Sincerely. And I just... I just at I'm, I'm not talking of things that happened 10 years ago. It happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and she just walked away like that. And, and I looked at myself. I said, I'm a very strange man. <laughs> <laughs> for good reason, though. I was trying to prepare, and when I'm preparing, I shot. So I was expecting the Lord to speak to me. So the preparation before I started anything down, a few hours, I just lie on the bed or walk around the house. And believe you me, when we chat, we chat. When we laugh, we laugh. And I didn't give warning that, oh, it's not now. I'm sure she noticed it. But at the end of the day, she am able, she could who- handle it because she could pick her phone and speak to our younger sisters, speak to her secondary school friends, university friends, speak to some of you here, many of you actually, many of you here, isn't it? Send something out to everybody. Some of you received something from my last night. (laughs) I knew because when the results were coming, I got involved. (laughs) Keep doing that. At least I'm free for a little while. (laughs) Relationship that are going to be good, you should allow people to have every other relationship. Amen. It's insecurity that makes you check people's phone, check people's everything. What's wrong with you? Even after you've discovered it, what will you do with it? I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. What will you do with it? You only make sure. he said the king that ah, there's a place in Proverbs. It should be proverb. He said the king that puts his hair to the wall, he will hear what they are saying against him, something like that. You <laughs> see, I don't want to make yourself sad. The thing may be saying some funny things, the thing just pray, the thing will rectify itself, and you have everything has moved on somehow. Somehow, amen. Hallelujah. Did you get that point? Ah, I thought I had a lot of time. me, what are you doing with this time? Are you turning it forward? <laughs> Number four, quickly. When it seems that you only live for the other person, that's close to the first one, okay? So, and the Bible verse for number three is Matthew 21 to 16. And verse 15 is where the Lord Jesus Christ was mentioning unto people that did not want Jesus to have that relationship. You know, and Jesus said, You're not going to bind me. He said, It's me. He was using the example of the man that, you know, hired laborers, remember? And at 11 hour some other people came. And in verse 15, it is not lawful. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is it evil because so? Can't I, can't I have another, can't I connect to other people? And so I many examples are like that in scripture. Number four, when it seems that you only live for the other person, it could be your boss, your parents, your friend, children, or spouse, and it is no good. Why is it that you cannot just on with other people? Even in Deuteronomy 25 verse 4, Deuteronomy 25 verse 4, he made it very clear. Deuteronomy 25 verse 4. He made it very clear that you cannot muzzle the ox that trest anywhere, any relationship that you have, in which, you know, he said, you shall not muzzle an ox while he treads out the grain. But if you think that's a New Testament, now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 9. He made it very clear unto us. Don't live for another person. You are living for God. Don't live for your children. Some people will say I am in mean, this marriage be because of my children. Very bad reason. Because the moment those children leave, trouble has started. And don't, don't, don't live because why you stay married be because of your children? Then because when the children then leave, that carry your trouble to their house. And we thank God for visitings, but when visiting have become back to back, and your whole husband is still alive. You must say the truth. My mother in law gave me the tester. Was it Dami? was born at that time, came to take care of Dami. Thank God for Papa, my father in law. He called me by my Nigerian name. You know, very lovely man. He said, Send my wife back to me. I said, Yes, sir. <laughs> and I was enjoying mommy to her blessed memory. Oh, a wonderful woman mild loving uh you know back in nigeria we were that i we have people that help you in the house but nothing compares never not didn't miss anything at all when i said say my and I, they sent my wife back to me it's not three thousand miles home her village is just three miles from my own we didn't plan it it worked out that way i was going to marry from the other end of the world I didn't care. I see, it does not matter to me. Wherever God gives, your wife, wherever it comes from, is your wife. I hope none of you stay in the house, still doing I must marry from my backyard. If fact, it's ungodly. Yes, if that's your reason, why, why do you say her? <laughs> if your reason for marriage is because it's from your background, it's a sin. You can put it on social media. If your reason for marrying is because the person has come from your backyard, it is what. Your reason for marrying is because that's whom God asked me to marry. Did you get it now? You can sleep where, Dickie. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's important that we allow people to have that issue. Number, number, what? Did you read First uh, Corinthians 9.9? Did you see it there now? For it is written in the Lord of Moses, You shall not muzzle. Where, which, which Lord of Moses was it written now? You must memorize Bible verse. Where, where was it? Don't put it back. Uh, okay, Deuteronomy 25. Somewhere in Deuteronomy anyway. You try. For it is written in the Lord of Moses, You shall not muzzle an ox while he treads out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about? And what is the answer? No! So the apostle was, so when you read old the new testament, use those as examples. Most of the things written there, they're actually for you to translate and transfer them to the new God, the oxen that will be killed. No, he's talking about human beings, he was talking about ministers being given their due respect and benevolence when they are ministering. Number five, very quickly when the relationship has not resulted in any growth, you are probably under bondage. Is that okay? The relationship, when the relationship, let me read the way I wrote it here. When the relationship has not resulted in any growth in you, except possibly in weight. Because you are comfort eating. When you look, you've been with this person for so long, you have experienced no growth in your life. Except that the scale is just like that always. Because, as when Adolakwa taught us this morning, we must be truthful. So, the truth of the matter is that if I say it has not experienced any growth, it has resulted in growth. But the kind of growth, we must make it clear. Hallelujah. And so, I probably conclude on that. Please, I beg you, every relationship that people form, how do I put it now? People will only trust you. As much as they see you prosper in your primary relationships, uh, they will see, you know, I just laugh at people. If I don't treat those that are close to me very well, beginning from the concentric circle of your wife, the children that ask ask to raise for him and let them go, and the rest of that, and your brothers and sisters, if you don't treat them well, you... It, Put it this way. If you see me not treating those that are very close to me well, it will be very unwise of you to trust me. And don't do it. Don't judge me by what I say. Don't judge me. Judge me by how I treat those that you have known are close to me. Starting from within the household, to people that have been with me for many years. And those are the ones you should ask questions. And if they will be truthful... They will say the man is trying. As the Rubens of this world, 15 years plus now, as the Wifres of this world, 20 years now, ask them, how do you find the man? Somebody was taking a reference for, for him over the phone with me. I want the person. If I'm to tell you the reference, you won't live here today. I'll tell you good things. And so the man, just like when I went to, to take my, why am I telling stories today? When I went to take my indefinite those days when we take indefinite leave to stay, you know, you migrated from Nigeria, you came to the UK. So after one year, because I joined my wife at some um, what? That's again? Spouse joining or something. Do they call it? Is that too? You forgotten. Well you didn't need it, so why do you remember? <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Of you, you remember very clearly, Jerry. <laughs> 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 I call this spouse joy or something funny like that. It's usually after one year you landed in the country, so you just go to home office. It was in sorry. Yeah, I think so. Home office is sorry, is it? Yeah, it's somewhere in sorry. So and I, I so the woman was interviewing me, and across the country, I'm just telling you that sometimes you tell people more than they require. So the woman asked me, and I said, you see that you've been married to this woman? I said, yes. He said, well, and the question was very funny. He said, so what are your plans? I said, how? <laughs> he said, well, are you to still staying together? I, I, I said, there's no plan whatsoever. <laughs> and the woman saw my face change. <laughs> she laughed. He said, go, just give yeah, the man was asking me about this man. I said, don't let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So people will judge you by the primary relationship around you. Amen. And it's very important that you keep those primary relationships. Okay, very quickly. And then we close and just say one or two prayers. So how do I come out of bondage? Amen. So Bible verses for those ones are the way Jesus Christ. Matthew 19, 27 to 29. Matthew 19. So where Jesus Christ Showed that he treated the apostles very well. He didn't just use them. He didn't just use them. When Peter asked him and said, Lord, we've left everything for you. What shall we give you? He didn't say, Shut up, you're going to heaven. No, 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 no. He said, Don't worry yourself. I will recompense you. I'm not a user. I'm not a user. And then other verses of the Bible, John eleven thirty six. 36, even those John 30, 11 35 said Jesus to remember? And 36 says, and the Jews, when they saw it, they said, see how he loved him. And in John 13, 34, and 35, he concluded that by this, in John 13, 34, and 35, he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples in this when you have love for one another. How do I come out of bondage to people? Number one, settle it in your mind that the best of men is still man. Did you get that? Settle it in your mind that... The best of men is still have a healthy respect for people, but worship no one. Settle it in your mind that people can be wrong, and you don't need to go into a meltdown because they are wrong. And the apostles, they make sure about that in Acts chapter 3 verse 12. When they wanted to be worshipping them after the, the first major miracle, in fact, the first miracle, immediately after the day of Pentecost, after the preaching and 3,000 gave their life, the more first miracle was at the beautiful gate. And if not that their hearts had been purified. And, and the first statement that Peter made, he said, men and women, why do you? He said, he said so when Peter saw it, he said, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man? We are ordinary people. And in Acts chapter 14, another incident happened. It was Paul and Barnabas this time. Acts chapter 14, verses 13 to 15. We read that one quickly. And then we move Acts 14, 13 to 15. Then the priest of Zeus, whose temple was in front of their city, After they miraculously, God used them to miraculously heal the man that was born lame, brought oxen and gallons to the gate, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. Verse 14, please. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard this, they tore their clothes. That's how people should behave. When people are worshipping you, well, don't tear your clothes, but run. And ran in among the multitudes, crying out. That was their own culture, you know. And saying, men, why... Are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as people we put on pedestal. And that's the story for the other side. Now, now, you people don't worship anybody, but anyone that is being worshipped, be careful. Are you hearing me? Eh, you may not think it's something now because God is going to use you. You are not sitting on any chairs in this place. As so long as you keep coming, things will be happening in your life. You are not in an ordinary enclosure. The presence of the Lord is here. And so God will use you. So don't throw it away. The time is coming and it will be sooner than you think. When you would decree a thing and truly, to your surprise, it will be established. And people may want to worship you. Remember to say, we also are men with the same nature as you. It's nothing special about us. God just decided to use us at this moment. Anyone that has such a mind will go very far. Those that don't go far is because I've traced the history of all great men of God. told you a little biography. Anyone that is stuttering and just doing like this now, there's usually a point in their life. When they miss this point. But for you that are looking at human beings, don't worship anybody. Can I hear a good amen unto that one? Don't make God of anybody. Respect them, honor them. And if by adventure they did something that is very human, not necessarily sinful, I say, well, of course I know you are human. Imagine Jesus sleeping on that boat, possibly the Lord in his tiredness, possibly, possibly snoring. I'm sure he will not be angry with me for saying that because the Bible says he was human in every point like we are. And he was hungry. But true. It proved unto us. Number two, very quickly, trust God and be very intimate. Number one, do what? Do not make God of any human being. Amen? Do not make God of your husband. There are some people, I'm still on that point, number one, please give me time. I'll just pray straight, dictate the prayer point and I'll pray straight so that we can close just about the right time we normally do. You know, there are some people, you know, who who because the husband is bringing money home, they can't correct them. You know, there are some like that. There are some men because of their belly. If they will correct their wife, it will be after dinner. That's fear of man. You might think I'm stretching it. You should be able to, yes, it's not, a, it's not too strong a word. You're able to damn the consequences. That's how to stay strong. Wrong? You are wrong, my darling. So don't, don't make God of anyone. He says some people, say their stomach is their God. You remember, you read that in your Bible? He said, whose belly is their God? There are some men, their belly. They, they, are, they are the meekest. Like Moses on the seventh day, at when they are hungry, immediately finish eating. The tiger rises. Also, number two, let me move quickly now so that we can finish. Number one, we said, do not make God of any human being. Also, be very intimate with God. The more of God you know, the more He will reveal unto you. Number two, so if you will not, how to come out of bondage? Because once you attach yourself more strongly to God, you will be able to go places. Amen. So get closer to God. He will tell you about human. You don't need to. You don't need informants. You don't, want to, you don't need to tell me anything. If I know things are not, good, I just get close to God. I will barely be praying, share with my wife many things that God has spoken out to me about many people around me. Not, don't, don't 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 be afraid. Don't be nobody should be afraid. What are people that I know? I did it, and they can't step out of it. Even the way spiritual parents did it and they are just not free to allow God to move them and use them, they ought to be used. Lord, set all of us free today in the name of Jesus. Some, they are one dimensional. It's only what they have seen. Without knowing it, they are bound unto people they have seen. But today, it is broken. It is broken. And we shall fly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We pray that as we enter into this last week of this fasting and praying, there shall be no pending case that will not be fully resolved in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Set your people free. Raise us up, O God. And use us for your glory. What shall we say to say thank you, Father. We are grateful because we can see your hand. And it's a hand of love and power. Accept all our worship, O God. Jesus, marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. and that um, means time um, for offering and tithes. Um. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.